Hey guys, I'm Caleb Giddings here for Gundam. And Lunch. I'm Keith Finch. And oh, we are, yeah, we, we, we messed up the intro, but that's okay because we have a sponsor banner. that I'm going to cut in right here and we're just going to roll with the show. So thank you to all of our sponsors, especially guns.com for being awesome. And thank you to everybody. Make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, you subscribe and you like it, you share it and tell all your friends and find a stranger on the street. You shake them and you say, listen to Gun Day Brunch, motherfucker. Don't do exactly. that last one. Uh, no, no, that's uh, that's a good way for bad things to happen. I've laughed them. If you, if you put it on TikTok, I will watch that. <laughs> Uh, please do not send us TikToks of you assaulting people. That's crimes. <laughs> <clears throat> or do, whatever. I don't know. Or, or I don't, do, like you uh, do, do you. Speaking of doing crimes on the internet, let's talk about <laughs> rare breed triggers because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them. I All love right. rare breed. So, what is the rare breed trigger? What is this? Uh, like, what's this? I'm not an AR guy. So, when I saw the kerfluffle about it, that was the first time I'd actually heard of it. Okay, so the Rare Breed FART-15 Trigger. I love their acronym, the FRT-15. It's the FART-15 Trigger. Um, <laughs> this is the greatest just poke in the eye to the ATF that I have ever seen that's technically semi-automatic, and it is. It's technically semi-automatic. It's, mm -hmm. it's, what, it's what they built, but it is the FART-15, the FRT, the Forced Reset Trigger. It is a trigger with a mechanical assist that forces the trigger bar forward on the bolt carrier closing and reset. It places a little assist button in the same place that an auto sear would be in an M4 or an M16. It does pretty much the same function. Um, actually, no, it does not. I'll, I'll correct that. It doesn't do the same function at all. It's, it's a very different function. It forces the trigger bar forward into the firing position again uh, so it can release the one semi-automatic sear that's on the hammer, uh, the way the AR-15 trigger works. Now, um, it's in the same place as the auto sear, and it has the effect of being able to pull the trigger really fast when mm. you flip it to semi-automatic because it pushes your trigger uh, forward for you with the bolt carrier, which in the automatic, in the M4A1, the automatic sear, that releases a second uh, recess point on the hammer. So when the bolt carrier closes, it's safe to drop the hammer again, it automatically drops the hammer in the auto position with the auto sear. The uh, the FRT, the FRT-15 from Rare Breed, only pushes your trigger forward. That That's, that's what it. that device does. It just pushes the trigger bar forward. It legally meets the, uh, it meets the statutory definition of not a machine gun. Like if you follow exactly what the law says, it is it's, not. It's written down in the definitions of like what semi-automatic is and how it works and everything like that. That's why the FRT-15, despite being able to shoot really fast with it. It's the videos are very impressive. They, they did it based on the words that say this is how semi-automatic works. Now, here's where this story gets interesting. So they made this product and there's there's a bunch of really actually very interesting layers to this story because Rare Breed is kind of like a division of spikes, but it's not a division of spikes. And that is going to be important here in a few minutes. So Rare Breed gets a cease and desist from the ATF, right? 
but it's not from the ATF ATF in the sense that it's not from the technology branch, which normally when you have made a thing that is a, that the ATF decides is a machine gun, that determination comes from the technology branch. The technology branch says, hey, because that's what happened with the bump stock. The bump stock was actually shut down by tech branch. Uh, and when it, they say it's a machine gun, tech branch goes, hold your, you know, everybody hold your horses. This is a machine gun. You have to stop but it didn't come from tech branch. It came from the Tampa field office. Now, why do you think that is? Mm, I think the Tampa field office got real mad that this thing shot really fast and was like, Hey, we got to do ATF things. Let's go, bro. Mm -hmm. So the Tampa field office sends the cease and desist to rare breed. And it says, you have to stop making these triggers and you've got to turn over all of your customer records to us. And what did rare breed do? This is where the story gets great. Rare Breed immediately goes, <laughs> no. Yeah, Rare Breed basically said, fuck you to the ATF and said, you guys want to do this? Guess what? The whole company is owned by a lawyer, which is, this is where the story, this, this is where the story gets very interesting and very clever because the owner, CEO, head guy of Rare Breed is also a lawyer. His office, the office of Rare Breed, is co-located with his practicing law office as well. His response to the ATF cease and desist letter points this out repeatedly, which his response was great because it basically said, do, do, do you want to do this? Because I super want to do this. Like, like I really want to have this fight. It's almost as if he built the FART-15 to pick this fight. And not just built the FART-15 to pick this fight, but built the corporate structure of rare breed for this fight. Like, it's like, like when you start digging down into the layers of this, the, the FR-15, FRT-15, the FART-15, it's, it's an interesting product for sure. I kind of want to put one in like a 9 mil PCC because... Oh, yeah, it'd be super fun. I have a 9 mil PCC in my closet with it that's already got a brace on it, so it's already half going to be half illegal anyways so might as well go full illegal um and, <laughs> but i mean as a side in note in, uh, yeah in minecraft i'm going to drill the third hole <laughs> but, <laughs> but but to that point like rare breed is almost set up like if you look at it the way everything's set up the way it's it's set up as a business entity how it doesn't share any technology or common ownership or anything like that with any other companies that this guy's been involved with except for his law firm it really looks like he did the bit from braveheart was like i'm gonna pick a fight and that's and that was his plan was to start some shit with the atf which if that was your goal it freaking worked dude because you you started some stuff i i, I i'm here for it personally I, I i'm really here for it i i want the atf to be dragged so hard into trying to defend the fact that these guys didn't follow the rules semi-automatic. Mm -hmm. I really want them to justify that like, yeah, but because everything from the base NFA and the definitions behind the National Firearms Act going all the way back to saying that, oh, these, these specific weird weapons like suppressors and short-barreled rifles are good only for crimes. Yeah. That's, which, that's like in the, that's language in the NFA. And I want, I so want the ATF to be dragged and saying like, really, but you know, 
what weapons are really used in crimes atf mm -hmm. yeah all uh, these all these supposedly really good weapons at only crimes seem to not be never. used in crimes all that often like if they were conveniently there for the crime sure but stuff gets conveniently there for crimes all the time bricks well, wasn't it in 2019, like all death, like total deaths caused by long guns, regardless of type of long gun, was like 250 something or something? Yeah, or something it was. Like that? It was incredibly low in the long gun front, and long guns include the NFA items because they're they're that's the box. Mm -hmm. that's and the also, box that long gun that, that those long guns cause you know that are doing homicides 200 whatever 50 of them that also includes bolt guns that includes you know every long gun the, so, a, convenient, a convenient shotgun a convenient you know yeah long guns so uh but to circle back to rare breed on what will likely be a short episode today is rare breed triggers we are here for you we i i what is interesting about this is that it that it's the first time someone has willingly stepped up to ATF to create a legal challenge to the sort of arbitrary way that they interpret what is and isn't a machine gun. Mm -hmm. And obviously this comes, you know, on the heels of the bump stock ban because regardless of how you feel about bump stocks, it is very clearly not a machine gun based on the definition of what is a machine gun, you know, based on the definition of what is actually a statutory machine gun, it's not. And neither, obviously, is the rear free trigger. It is semi-automatic by definition of what is semi-automatic. So dragging the ATF into court and being like, hey, you don't get to just make shit up, which is kind of what we would all like to see is for a federal judge to be like, you don't get to just make shit up. Someone to finally say to the ATF, you don't just get to make shit up. Although so with, someone with that federal authority to say, look, it's got to be in black and white and really clear, and you guys have been really bad at that. Which I will say this, didn't a federal judge tell the ATF that they couldn't say that a pistol with a forward hand grip was an AOW and they just kept doing it anyways? So I, I do have to caveat that, that the ATF is notorious for just making shit up. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, a federal, judge said, all right. a federal judge said that this wasn't the thing, but we're going to keep telling you that it's the thing because we're the ATF and nobody gives a fuck. So there is that as well. But I, I really think this is interesting, you know, and there's a lot, if you guys want to go online and do some research about rare breed and how they've set up and how they're fighting this, I strongly encourage everyone to go read the, uh, the rare breed response to who it's so good it's um, yeah and uh this is also going to be now uh keith i'm going to do my weekly reminder to call your freaking senators tell them don't confirm david chipman because do you want more atf shenanigans david chipman is how you get more atf shenanigans he's how you get more of this bullshit from the atf where they're like oh it's a machine gun call your senators pose the nomination of david chipman it has in news updates, all of the news that I've there hasn't been a lot of news about that lately, which is good news because mm -hmm. if they were talking about it, if you were hearing about it, it would mean they're trying to push it. But kind of behind the scenes, it sounds like it's not doing. He's not doing well. He's in hot water. So you keep the pressure up, especially on those moderate Democrats. You keep you keep letting them know. Fuck this guy. <sighs> 
Tell him he's the worst because he, he is. Yeah, tell your senators he's the worst because he is. I don't really have anything else for this episode. Uh, nope, about- I think that's it today. That's an easy day for us. All right, guys. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, Like, share, subscribe. Do all those fun things. And we'll be back next week. Later.